Hey guys, before we start this episode, this is just a quick word from your host, Andy with an I. Something you'll notice in this episode is that the sound quality isn't super great. While you listen, you'll notice that I sound like I'm quite literally inside of a tin can. This is something that actually was a problem while we were recording and we didn't know it. This was um, an episode that we recorded independently, just me and Alyssa. Um, And so I didn't have anyone behind the computer listening to it in real time. After we got done recording and editing this episode, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit and encouraged us to get better editing software and better microphones and stuff like that so that this doesn't happen again in the future. And I normally wouldn't be okay with putting out an episode that has this poor sound quality to it. But the episode is really good and it's really informative Um, So, you know, we did our best to run my track through some software and stuff like that to clean it up a little bit. But just so you know, it does kind of sound shitty. We are aware of the problem um, and we did our best to fix it. You guys probably don't even care that it sounds terrible. I'm just I think I'm a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to my work. So I was already uncomfortable putting out the episode in the first place. Um, And then, you know, I took it down a few weeks ago. And then lots of people started asking why the death row episode was gone. This is why I wanted to clean it up a little bit more, do some more editing to it, um, and then put in this little disclaimer just so you guys are aware. I think because my biggest fear is that I don't want any of our listeners to think that I don't realize that there's problems with the podcast, most of them being audio problems. And this is part of the process. This is growing pains. So all that to say, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. Here we go. Hi, Idaho Crime Squad. My name is Andy with an I. And I am Alyssa. And this is the Idaho Crime Squad pod. We talk about crime and creepy things that happen here in our beloved potato state. I have Alyssa back on the podcast. Hello, hello. I brought Alyssa <laughs> back on the pod. Um, it was a long week for me, um, and the week got away from me, so we're actually recording. You guys will get this the day after it's recorded. I really didn't have time to plan a case, to have the team like help me research a case or anything. I kind of fell off the face of the earth this week. Somebody was busy this week. I was very busy. And um, so we're actually pulling one from the archives. Um, and we're going to be talking about it. And Alyssa is here and willing. So she's back Yay. on the podcast this week. You guys get a double whammy, which is it's such a treat. Because <laughs> we got such good reviews um, from our episode yeah, last week. Yeah, I'm really excited to be back. And I was equally as excited to do it the first time this is just fun yeah see now you're like a veteran yes now I've done it before I don't have to be nervous right yes and this this. is actually the fourth episode we've recorded together yeah it's just this will be the second one to air we've gotten to the point where we've perfected it I've stopped twitching picking at myself (laughs) shaking my feet you know I have my fidget toy don't worry yeah no seriously (laughs) and this this is going to be great Um, Today, we're going to be talking about something that's not true crime, but we are going to be talking about 
death row in Idaho, mm. which will be super interesting. I'm you're, ready to get into this. You're going to yeah. love this because I have so much information that a lot of people don't know about death row in Idaho. And I thought that we'd talk about this because obviously the Lori Vallow case is like the trial is going on right now. Yeah. Um, and the death row was taken off the table for her, but I did do a seven part series because I got to sit in on one of the days of the court trial. Yeah. Um, and people were saying like, she deserves death. She deserves death. Um, so that's, you know, a hot topic on top of that, you know, Brian Koberger literally crossed eight miles into a death state yep. and murdered four people. Ugh. And that's the same thing. It's like that trial is going to, going to be coming up this summer or fall. Um, yeah, it's insane. it's, I, I wanted to bring some attention to like the death sentence in Idaho because there's a lot that people don't know about it. And mm-hmm. I want to educate people about why it may or may not be a good idea to keep it legal. Yeah. So, well, you can start with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This Please. is going to be so, f- you're going to, you're going to be mind blown about I this. I love this. I love stuff like this. Tell Pick me right now, before we get started, your thoughts on the death penalty. Um, well, obviously I grew up here, so I'm all for if a motherfucker messes up, you got to put him in his Capital place, punishment, you know? right? Yes, sure. like if, especially for those who have done horrible crimes, it's like, like you're a waste of oxygen at this point. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't be here. Like I understand everybody should get like a second chance or at least an opportunity to repent, but like it's the multiple offenders for me that really like it pisses me off. Like I don't want to see them out on the street. I don't even want to hear that they're thriving and like working out and eating three meals a day in prison. Like, yeah. no, I want them to be rotting underground forever and eternity thinking about the chair or whatever the fuck it is. Like, so morally you have no issue with... It's not that I don't have an issue with it because like I could never take part in that. Like it does feel wrong in a way, but I don't have a problem with it. Like sure. to the point where I will advocate for it to stop. Okay, like, gotcha. I'm like, if you're that fucked up and that's what the government decides to do like that's the repercussions of your actions like you're not going to go out of your way to stop it exactly i would say that most people in states with the death penalty florida idaho you know those kind of places yeah probably agree with you i think that that's probably like very much a common thought process for people who aren't necessarily opposed but aren't necessarily like pro death penalty right um but I'm going to tell you some things that might change your mind. And mm-hmm. and this is good. You're, you're going to like this a lot. Yeah. I'm very open about stuff and, like this. And before I, like I really researched this, I had the same opinion as you. Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, that's for the feds and God for t- yeah. to decide. This is how we grew up. This is what we know. Listen, yep. I am nothing on the feds and God. That's between them. I'm not the one who's handing down the death sentence. I'm not the one who's injecting it. Yep. I, at this point. If, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Correct. Yep. Correct. I'm. That's how I was for a long time. But now I don't know where I stand. I have learned so much from researching this. I really don't know where I'm at as far as the spectrum goes. Yeah. Um, But let's talk about it a little bit more. Okay. Um, So the death penalty in Idaho, we're going to do some history here first. Mm -hmm. The death penalty in Idaho actually practiced before Idaho was even declared a state. Wow. So in 1890 um, is when Idaho became a state. And before that, there were 14 men executed in the Idaho Territory. So 1864 was the first known death sentence back when Idaho was a territory. Uh, Just for some perspective, that's about 60 years, give or take, from when Idaho was first discovered by Lewis and Clark. Yeah. Wow. So, and that was about um, like a year after the Civil War. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Which may or may not have ties to the first few death sentences because mm-hmm. they were like Confederate soldiers or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So that right. might be kind of intertwined there. That would make sense. Um, yeah. As most people know, a lot of like Confederates actually fled to Idaho to escape, which mm-hmm. is why, you know, we have like several clans up north and stuff like that. Why yeah. that, that bloodline still runs is because yeah. the Confederate soldiers escaped north, north where nobody was, right? When yeah, Idaho exactly. was a territory and started to establish themselves here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from 1864 until 1901, death sentences were carried out on a county level. Yeah. Which gave counties free reign over like executing, including how they like how the execution would take place. Um, although it's worth worth noting most of if not all of them were death by hanging. Mm-hmm. That was typically okay. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Yeah, right for the time. So the first known sentence was actually a triple sentence. So three men were being hanged. They were hanged on March fourth, eighteen sixty four, for murder and robbery. It took wow. place in Nez Perce County, which is like really, really north Lewiston yeah. area, yep. and it borders like the Nez Perce Reservation. Yeah. Now, in 1901, executions were ruled to be held at the old Idaho State Penitentiary in Boise. Yeah, very Obviously, cool. we've all been there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the math ain't really mathing on that because there were more sentences after this that did not take place there. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I'm sure that has to do with, like, counties being like, you're yeah. not going to take away my right to murder my, you know, yeah. to kill my people. I'm yeah. going to kill my neighbor if yeah. I want to. <laughs> There are two spots in the prison that have been used as the gallows. Have you ever toured that place? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah, and it's like, so I've, cool. I was, okay, side story. I was obsessed with Zach Bagans from Ghost Hunters mm-hmm. growing up, or Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures was like mine and my dad's like go-to show. So like when I would go over to his house, like we would watch that. So it had like a bit of nostalgia, but I am obsessed with him. Zach Bagans, if you are out there, I love you. <laughs> I am obsessed with I've you. I've never really gotten into ghost hunting shows. Uh, I know that they're good. And, like, I, for some reason, I'm on, I'm on like, ghost hunting drama TikTok. Yeah. I don't know how I got there. It um, just happens. Yeah, but, like, I know that there's, like, a shit ton of drama going on right yes. now. With all, you, you know. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but they do an episode on the penitentiary. Yeah. On Ghost Adventures. And it's actually well, it's like pretty good. it's super haunted. Like it's not it to be fucked It is very with. haunted. Yeah, it's, it's really so messed up. It's so creepy. I went in there one time for like a field trip, I think. Yeah. I went a couple years ago. I've been a do- dozens of times. I want to go again. Two places that were used as gallows. The newer one um, is a specific room on the second story. And like adjacent to it is a viewing room with like glass in between it. Mm-hmm. So that you would be able to like. Watch, watch the person and then underneath hanged. them was like a trap door yeah. that would open and then they would like go towards the bottom yeah um, they would make sure the person was dead and then they would transport the body to the morgue mm-hmm. in total 10 executions took place at the old pen which honestly was a lot less than i thought yeah that doesn't sound like especially you think back then yeah like people have been hanged for less i know it, it was very, which is, like, why I said, like, the math ain't really mathin' because yeah. the stats don't match that, which makes me think that, like, they were, some counties were just going against what, what was ordered by the state and just yeah. doing them themselves. Hmm. Um, but, you know, I couldn't verify. I yes. couldn't verify that. Yeah. The last hanging in the old state pen um, to take place was Raymond Snowden in 1957. Have you ever heard of that guy? Why does that sound familiar? If it sounds familiar, he is referred to as Idaho's Jack the Ripper. Oh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. 
He was actually arrested down like the street downtown, like downtown area, Mm -hmm. um, at that old cigar shop across from Mulligan's. Oh, really? That's now like a barber shop. Mm-hmm. That's where he was arrested. The one no on the way. corner there, like between Neuralux and, and Mulligan's. That's insane. Isn't that dude. wild? Yeah. It's right there on the strip. <laughs> I know, right? I think it's called Hannaf- it was called Hannafin's Cigars. Ooh. Um, oh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, his execution did not go as planned. Um, his neck never snapped. So oh, my God. They let him hang there for 15 minutes. Before he stopped moving. He, oh, it took him 15 minutes god. to stop moving. Yeah. Oh my god. And the murder victims' families watched the whole thing. So after this, the Supreme Court actually ruled against the death penalty. Um, and no more took place until the right was given back to the state to decide back in 1973. Mm. So the death penalty was completely outlawed for like maybe a year. Yeah. And then this, the rights went back to the state. Hmm. So after this, Idaho outlawed hangings and established firing squads. Do you know anything about firing squads? Well, like, you know, firing squad is where, like, one person stands there or, like, a group of people stand there and they just, like, Yeah, so there's, like, seven to ten actual gunmen mm-hmm. who fire at them. And the reason for that is so they don't know if their bullet delivered the fatal wound. So it doesn't, like, weigh on them. So it doesn't fall on one person. Yeah, yeah. correct. Right. So oh my gosh. I hear rumors that there was one inmate at the Idaho Penitentiary that was executed by firing squad and they did it in a very gruesome way. They they're supposed to set them up in the middle of the field. Yeah. And like it's supposed to be like a very respectful situation. Mm-hmm. But what I heard is and this field that was there is now the Botanical Gardens. They basically said, run. And the guy had to run as fast as he could. And then they started firing. That is all rumor. I don't know if that's true, but that's like, that's like the buzz. You know, like that's what people used to say when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh my God. Pretty interesting. But I will say the method of firing squad claim, like it's claimed to have never been used in Idaho. Um, mm. lethal injection was introduced in 1978. So not long after that. Mm-hmm. And the state gave you a choice between firing squad and lethal injection. I'm all sure the way. most people chose lethal well, injection. Well, everybody did. Yeah. Up until 2009 when they just got rid of firing squad altogether. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that sounds terrifying. Dying by seven guns. <laughs> or you could just get a needle in your arm and slowly fall asleep. Like, what would exactly. you choose? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need to be that gruesome. Yeah, you know? it really I don't doesn't. Know. It, it, lethal injection is just so much more humane. Mm-hmm. Like, firing squad, like, that is morbid. So the last execution in Idaho was actually on June 12th, 2012. Mm-hmm. And that was by lethal injection. His name was Richard Levitt. Um, on July 18th, 1984, he allegedly stabbed a woman over 15 times after breaking into her home. He also raped her. And he, Jesus. it's reported that he removed her sexual organs. Ugh. So he was executed June 12, 2012 by lethal injection. That was the most recent one. So it's been over 10 years since Damn. Idaho was murdered. He was on death row for about 30 years. Jesus. If you do the math, yeah. Jesus. In the past, I bet you didn't know this, in the past 50 years, 40 people have been sentenced to death in Idaho and only three have actually been executed. Are you kidding me? Isn't that crazy? Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Interesting, huh? 
That's very interesting. I have a theory about that, though. Like, it's the same with, like, the Lori Daybell thing. They big dick with the death penalty because they want to scare you into taking a plea bargain. And I think that they used that so many times and then went forth with the death penalty trial that, like, they have all these people that, like, aren't going to be executed anyway. Like, they just don't kill people like they used to here. No. They just don't. So, and we'll get more into that here in a second. Mm Mm-hmm. For a moment, I want to talk a little bit about the appeal process. Now, the appeal process is far more complicated than people give it credit for. Okay. It's not really like you get three tri- like appeals and then you're, you're going to die kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's more like a three-step process in order to appeal the death penalty. Okay. Um, and hopefully you get exoner- exonerated like somewhere along the way, depending on what kind of lawyer you have, depending on the circumstance, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the first step is a basic appeal. So someone's sentenced to death, and then typically the first appeal happens like very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're petitioning the state, kind of like a, like, hear me out for a second, mm-hmm. you know? It gives the states a chance to change their mind based on evidence and court proceedings from the original trial. Okay. So like if something, like a mistrial were to happen that that would like warrant a mistrial that's where you get to present your evidence of that yeah um if like one of the if the jury was tainted or like yeah. if you weren't like your rights were violated or something like that that's where you present that evidence okay second which has to be granted by the previous court mm-hmm. so like first court can be like no we're going to decline this but you can still take the second step yeah um it's going to be appealing to the US Court of Appeals And this is one of the highest of state courts. This is where new evidence can be introduced, Mm -hmm. um, claims of a tainted jury as well, um, requests for new testing of DNA evidence. That happens in this second appeal process. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The final step you can take in this process is going to the United States Supreme Court to verify the death sentence. So it's like you're taking it there to basically hope that they don't give you like the big fat USA stamp of approval to die. Yeah. You know? Yep. So like they could literally like change their minds and be like, yeah, you're right. This is kind of fucked up. Like we'll take you off death row. You get life in prison Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what life is like on death row. I don't know if you knew this. Um, I actually did not know this, but Mm -hmm. do you know why they call it death row? No, no idea. It's because like they're all housed in one cell block, like in a row. Oh. So, like, the guards would, like, walk this row of people walk who were, like, death sentenced row. death row. Oh, Like, my to God. death. Yeah. Interesting, huh? That's, I mean, it's kind of funny that they bunch them all together. Like, at least They're they all, have something yeah. in common to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> and there's, like, you know, it depends on the state. But, like, here yeah. I think there's, like, nine or something. And they, like, all just sit on this row. Damn. Just yeah. awaiting. And there's no one else in that cell block with them. It's just them. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? They isolate them mm-hmm. from population yeah exactly well damn yeah yeah i mean they have to yeah so it's changed a lot over the years it's far more humane than it used to be yeah um prisons do a better job of isolating them from each other too okay um unless they're part of like an education or employment program okay then they're it's just inevitable that they're going to be running into each other yeah. and stuff if yep. they're in school and everything like that yeah Idaho is on the 23-1 schedule, so 23 hours in your cell, one hour in the yard, but okay. they're not allowed in the yard together. So everyone has a different schedule. Okay, so, so they very, go like one at a time. Yep, and yep. They're, they're very isolated. 
So they are super limited on visitation, free time, that kind of stuff. Very, mm-hmm. very limited. However, several people have said that they actually enjoyed being on death row. That um, like aside from the loneliness, it was like quite peaceful and very self-reflective. Yeah. They got a lot of time to I could see learn that. themselves because that's all they had. You're just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what mm-hmm. else are you going to do but reflect? Yeah. Within. <laughs> exactly. So the current Idaho death row inmates, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. So this one's news to me. I did not know that this guy was on death row. I mm-hmm. swear to God, when I was researching this like eight months ago, he did not come up in any sources. Huh. But I recently found out that there's a man named James Hairston on death row. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this didn't come up last time. Maybe I just read a terrible article. This guy's a fucking idiot. Um, in 1996, he killed two people in Bannock County. Okay. It was basically like a botched robbery situation. He was thinking they had thousands of dollars with them when in fact him and an accomplice made off with $30 and a saxophone. They (laughs) murdered two people. I know. That's pathetic. Stay stupid, but like fucking hell, dude. That is the dumbest shit ever. He was 20 years old at the time. So at the time he he was the youngest death row inmate. That was in 96. All right. And then we have Jonathan Daniel Renfro. He is currently on death row for shooting a police officer in the face in Coeur d'Alene. Damn. On May 5th, 2015. Mm-hmm. So about seven years, seven, eight years on death row. He's in his first step towards petitioning the court. Um, and that's sometimes how long it takes to even like get to be able to make that appeal. Wow. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's up to 15 years Jeez. to be able to make your first your appeal. Your first appeal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd expect they make it hard. Yeah. Yeah. We covered this case on our TikTok. Renfro is a fucking maniac. Like, he's Mm -hmm. unhinged in every sense of the term. Yeah. And then we have Gerald Pizzuto. Okay. 66 years old. Been on death row for 35 years. Holy Mm -hmm. shit. He was convicted of murdering Berta Herndon and her nephew Del Herndon in Idaho County in 1985. That's like McCall kind of area. Yeah. Idaho County is like, I just said this. Idaho County, Grangeville, McCall, northernish Idaho, just before the panhandle. Yeah, okay. It's actually the biggest county in Idaho by a long shot. Did you know that? I did not know that. It's no. huge. It touches almost both sides of the state. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's insane. He was apparently taken off death row in February of 2022. He's terminally ill. So okay. he's in ho- he's been on like in hospice since like 2019 yeah. with some sort of brain damage that he endured I think like when he was a child but allegedly it's from like getting his ass beat so many times in prison. Damn. And he also has like some kidney and liver issues. Like he's not looking good. Yeah. Um he actually did petition Governor Little Governor Little years ago because of this and he was denied life in prison. Um Damn. And then in February of 2022, a judge ruled that Little didn't didn't make the right call, essentially, and he was taken off death row. Hmm. That was in 2022. Okay. He was put back on death row at the end of 2022 because a federal court ruled that Governor Little had every right to leave him on death to row. To leave him, yeah. It's very interesting, and we covered this episode on our TikTok, too, so you guys just look for the playlist. Um, it, it's, a, it's an interesting case. He knows that he deserves to be on death row. Yeah. But basically what he's saying is, I'm going to die anyway. Like, my days are fucking numbered. Yeah. Like, just just give me life in prison. Like, 
don't waste all this money on on killing me you know when like, i'm literally i'm dying i'm living the most miserable existence like don't yeah. don't do this you know I mean, if he wants to live miserably, let the man live miserably. I agree, but that's, you know, ultimately not my call yeah, to make. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, he was put back on death death row and we're essentially waiting for the chemical to kill him. So he got his death warrant in November or December of 2022, okay. but they did not have access to the chemical to kill him. So oh. that, that's what they're waiting on. It, it's apparently very hard to get. So I bet. Eric Hall, 51 years old right now. Eric was arrested in 2003 for raping and murdering a flight attendant in the Boise foothills back in 2000. Wow. He was tried and sentenced to death. And then he was tried in 2007 for the kidnapping, rape, and murder of another woman in the same foothills. They finally tied it to him. Jesus. Mm -hmm. This murder allegedly occurred in the days leading up to his initial arrest. So, like, he murdered a woman. He went three years without getting caught. He murdered another woman and then was arrested for the first murder. And then the second then one the just second eventually one, caught up to yep, him. came in Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yep. Yep. Shitty fortune of events. So he's been sentenced to death twice. He got sentenced to death for the first murder and then got sentenced to death for Double the second death one. Double death sentence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jesus. Um, he's attempted to appeal, but it was shot down by the state of Idaho not even granting him the option to enter the second stage of the appeal process. So he's stuck with those two death sentences. Timothy Dunlap. Timothy is 53 years old and been on death row for about 30 years. Mm -hmm. Timothy has two life sentences, but they aren't both in Idaho. One is for murdering a bank teller with a shotgun during a robbery. The second is actually in Ohio for murdering his girlfriend with a crossbow earlier that month. Oh my in October god. With of 1991. a crossbow? Yep. So he was on the run for murdering his girlfriend with a crossbow Fucking when Darryl. he robbed that bank and and shot her. I think it was oh yeah, a, a bank. Um, although he did plead guilty like to the Idaho murder, he was still sentenced to death. Oh my god. I know. So that just makes me laugh. Like why would you plead guilty unless they have a deal for you? Yeah, literally. Like, make sure you have a deal lined up. Don't just expect them to give you life in prison just because you plead guilty. Like, make sure that they sign something that says, anyway. Anyway. Dude, I just can't get over the bow. Like, he's I know. fucking Daryl out here Darryl shooting Dixon. zombies. I know. Oh Unbelievable. God. So, upon appeal in Idaho, the state upheld his death sentence. So, his case was a little beefier here than, um, like, it was in Ohio. But as it stands right now, Ohio has also denied him any sort of exoneration from the death penalty. Damn. Yeah. Does Idaho or (laughs) does Idaho, does Ohio um, like vote for the death penalty? Yeah, they're pro, they're pro death state. They're pro Mm -hmm. death state. Okay. Yep. That's what I was wondering. So Azad Abdullah, he's 45 years old. Um, Azad was convicted of first degree murder, first degree arson, three counts of attempted first degree murder, and felony injury to child in 2004. Jesus Christ. He murdered his wife by drugging her and tying a bag around her head and set the house on fire with his children and one of their friends asleep inside, four children inside the house. Oh my God. All the children luckily escaped. Holy crap. Good. In March of 2015, the Idaho Supreme Court upheld their decision for the death penalty as recent as 2020, Azad had again like attempted to petition based on evidence of how he was treated during the arrest. The defense also claimed that the lead detective on the case concealed evidence in the case. 
it's a mess. Hmm. There haven't been any further updates, but I'll update you as that goes. Yeah. Robin Rowe. Do you know about Robin Rowe? Why does this sound familiar? I've covered her on the TikTok. Sounds familiar because I watch your TikTok. (laughs) So Robin is Idaho's one and only female death row inmate. Oh, yes. I know this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, because we were talking about this the other day. And just FYI, a woman has never been executed in Idaho. Oh, yeah. Never. Oh, my God. On February 10th of 1992, Robin's husband and two children perished in a fire in Ada County. It was here in Boise. Mm -hmm. Damn. It was quickly discovered that an accelerant had been used and the smoke alarms had been deactivated. Damn. During investigations, it was found that her other son had also died in a mysterious fire. You... Guys, go watch the TikTok on this because it's fucking insane. That sounds crazy. She There's like 12 fires that are correlated with her, but only like two of them have actually been proven to be her. Damn. Yeah. She collected the insurance payout from her first son's death. It was also found that she had recently taken out life insurance policies on her husband and two children, totaling over $250,000. Damn. So she was arrested and was sentenced to death on December 16, 1993. Wow. Her story is insane. Like I said, we did a four-part Halloween special on her on the TikTok. Mm-hmm. We'll probably cover her in the future on the podcast because she's fascinating. Yeah. Her appeal was dismissed in 2011, and she's being held in the Pocatello Women's Correctional Center because they can't keep her on death row. Yeah. Because that's all men. Right. So she's just sitting in the correctional center in Pocatello. Thomas Creech. This guy is f***ing... This is a wild one. <laughs> Thomas was convicted of three murders. Wow. He claimed in, to be the culprit of over 40, but oh detectives God. can only pin him to about seven. And he, don't, wait, he claimed? He claims that he was the, like murdered at least 40 people. Holy shit. Yeah. But detectives could only really like possibly connect him to about seven, hmm. and they don't think it's many more than that. He was only convicted of three. Wow. The murders in Idaho happened happened in 1974 while Creech was hitchhiking from Lewiston to Donnelly, which hmm. is right by McCall, for those yeah. of you who don't know. He murdered the two men who picked him up and buried them along Highway 55 near Cascade. Damn. Yep, in that stretch of highway. He was sentenced to death for this, um, for those murders, um, and it was later converted to life in prison because that happened right when the federal government outlawed the death penalty. Okay. So he was on death row, and then in the 70s, the federal government was like, no more death penalty, so it got confer- converted to life in prison. So he just so went he got back set- to regular prison. So he went back to regular yeah. prison. Yeah. Well, the idiot warden at the prison that he was at, okay, decided to allow him special privileges to do janitorial work, despite the protests of the prosecutors they were like you cannot let him be doing janitorial work like he's on he was a death row inmate he's very dangerous yeah and in 1981 he murdered another inmate in prison and got put back on death row with what a mop i heard that it was a sock full of batteries damn beat him to death damn yeah damn so he got taken off death row he is now back on death row for murdering someone else in prison oh my god Bro, this, you had your chance. I know. What the fuck? This makes Creech the longest death row inmate in Idaho at a whopping 42 years. Wow. Yeah. That sucks. His that death sucks. row, yeah, his death row process has been the most expensive in Idaho history, mm-hmm. costing roughly 16 million dollars. 
Are you fucking kidding me? And it's caused all sorts of controversy. That's a literal joke, right? No. That's insane. 16 million. We're going to get into just Dude, how much death row costs. Dude, I would never put costs. anyone in death row if I knew it fucking cost that much. We're going to get into it here. <clears throat> all the That's male so in inmates on death row are being held in cell block J of the Idaho State Correctional Institution in Boise. That's the one like, it, it's technically in CUNA, but it's at the end of Pleasant Valley Road by my grandparents' old oh, house. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's some cases that have been overturned in Idaho. So hmm. in 1980, Donald Paradis was living in Washington when he was arrested for murdering two people in, in like his Spokane home. Okay. He was actually acquitted of these charges in Washington. Um, his main defense being that he did not murder these people, but he did help hide the bodies. That was like his main defense. Okay. He was tried in Idaho because technically he crossed state lines to hide the bodies. Oh, and it's strange because he was tried for murder in Idaho, even though Washington was alleging that the murders occurred in his home in Spokane, Washington. In Washington, yeah. But he was tried for murder in Idaho. Okay. I don't know. All right. The entire Idaho case depended solely on the testimony from the coroner, who was stating that although it's possible that both murders occurred in Washington, he couldn't say without reasonable doubt that one of the murders did not occur in Idaho. So he's like, I think they happened in Washington. But I can't be sure that they didn't yes, happen in Idaho. it's possible yep. that this could have happened two he, hours later. He was sentenced to death for that. Holy And spent shit. 18 years on death row. Jesus. Come to find out, his lawyer that was appointed to him mm -hmm. was an Idaho cop and had never really? practiced law before. Mm -hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? He had never represented anyone. And had every reason to help the prosecutor get this man on death row. Okay, I'm all for people getting their punishment, but fairly. Yeah. Fairly. Like, yeah. at least give them a fair shot. Give Agreed. them a fair chance. Like, they appointed a cop who had never represented anyone. That is so messed up. Yep. He was exonerated in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did plead guilty to moving the bodies and was credited to time served and released. Okay. I think he killed him. I mean... If he did, whatever. It's, I, I it's think it's done did. with now. It yeah. is. Yeah. I think he did, but he probably know. did and then was like, oh shit. Yeah. I messed up. Mm -hmm. I did a oopsie. And a little pro tip for everybody listening if you are going to murder somebody, do not in any circumstance cross state lines where they kill people. Oh, come on. Don't yeah. do it. Like, don't cross into Idaho to do your dirty work. This we'll sounds bad, you. but work smarter, not harder. <laughs> like, come on. Literally. Especially <laughs> these days. Like, Getting away with murder is nearly impossible. Yeah. Like. Frustrating. So then in 2017, same guy, Donald, was arrested for five charges, including aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Oof. He pled guilty to the assault charges and was sentenced to three years in prison. However, he was released in on May 17th of 2019 with a fixed sentence lasting until 2034. Damn. So if he gets in trouble one more time, he's going back to prison. He's done. So another notable exon exoneration will be Charles Fane who was convicted of murder in 1983 and sentenced to death. Witnesses during the trial actually placed Charles in Oregon at the time of the murders. And Charles gladly provided DNA samples. However, in 1983, DNA testing was arguably fucking terrible. Like, it, was, yeah, it wasn't not, very good. not the greatest. And the FBI expert stated that his DNA was a match Oof. to that found at the scene. Oof. In 2001, the Idaho Innocence Project out of Boise State, we love them. We, we love the Innocence them. Project. Yep. Um, they took his case on, and his DNA was again run through a newer testing process, which not only excluded Charles from the scene, but implicated two other suspects. 
damn. You're mm-hmm. kidding. Yeah, they caught the guys. By then, Charles had Charles had spent nearly two decades in prison, almost 20 years for a crime he did not commit. That is so, so sad. He was ultimately awarded about $1.4 million and received a certificate of innocence from the state of Idaho. Okay, I'm, I'm not that sad for him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think he deserved more. I think, yeah. Well, especially after like... $1.4 million for 20 years in prison. Taking the blame for that long. Like sticking it out. That's not even 50 grand a year. I do want to take a minute to talk about like why the death penalty is making a subtle exit from Idaho. Mm -hmm. People haven't really noticed, but Idaho doesn't kill people like they used to, like we were talking about. Executions happen about once every two to five years since its first occurrence in 1864. Okay. But now we go about 20 years, give or take without seeing one um and i don't have like a super big opinion about like what's humane or like killing is wrong or anything like that like that's not what i'm trying to do here um but i want to spend a little in like a little bit of time um to the number one reason the death penalty doesn't really make sense Mm -hmm. and that is the cost yeah so there's quite a few things that cost money during a death penalty case okay Legal costs and lawyers, which typically a deaf inmate needs. Yep. And they usually need two. Um, pre-trial, cost, pre-trial costs. This means forensic teams, mental health examiners, expert background checks on witnesses, that kind of stuff. Damn. Jury selection. Mm-hmm. Jury selection for death penalty cases is way more thorough. Oh, I due bet. Due to like the moral aspect of it. Yep. They have to be so much more thorough. It takes them way, way longer. Um, it's much more expensive to hire a team to interview each individual juror mm-hmm. um, to see if they have any bias or anything like that. The trial. Trials can last up to four times longer than a non-capital trial. So, like, death penalty trials usually last about a year. Yeah. They take forever. That's insane. That's very expensive. That they have to insane. pay. They have to pay everybody, including the jury, well, for their time. Well, think about how much a lawyer costs an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially a lawyer that you're paying to defend a death penalty case. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's ridiculous. Incarceration. Most death row inmates at some point require solitary confinement in, like, a special facility. Mm-hmm. So, security accommodations um this is arguably the most expensive part of the death row concept yeah um appeals are just all around expensive as fuck Mm -hmm. it has happened more than once where an inmate was saved like just hours before his execution um because evidence proved their innocence so appeals are very important but they're expensive like they cost so much money god so Based on numerous state-led studies, the death penalty imposes a net cost on the taxpayers as opposed to life in prison. So it is more expensive to sentence somebody to death than it is to just place them in prison. So the initial appeal in Idaho costs around 75 grand. So their very first appeal is going to cost 75 grand. Damn. After this initial appeal, the cost jumps up to about $275,000 per appeal. Okay, tiny house. Buy a tiny house, but it okay. It costs... 27000 a year to house a regular inmate in Idaho. That's very standard, Twenty seven grand for a regular inmate in prison in Idaho. That's crazy. The general cost of the death row inmate, if they're on death row for 30 years, is just shy of $11 million. Are you f***ing kidding me? For 30 years on death row, it will cost, just for housing, $11 million. 
11 million dollars for 30 years on death row as opposed to 810,000 for a regular inmate to be in prison for 30 years that's ridiculous do you get what i'm saying by like this makes no goddamn sense yeah like why are we sentencing people to death and to not even kill them anyway well and also like why why don't more people know about this like understand how much is going into it because i was completely unaware that that much be that much money is being spent just to house people who have already taken enough from society like that that seems like such a waste to me it's complicated it has a lot to do with privatized prisons yeah and because republicans like republicans love the death penalty and Mm -hmm. as long as idaho will be a republican state the death penalty will be a thing here and also like i said earlier they love to threaten people with the death penalty here yep they love it and it works in yeah. their defense, it totally works. Like, yep. people take plea agreements all the time they because they don't want to be sentenced to death because death row sucks. Yes, they throw it around because they know they can. Totally, yeah. and because they know it works. So, yeah. like, I get that. But at the same time, like, it's not worth $11 million per inmate. That's ridiculous. Of taxpaying money. Exactly. That's our money. I don't even. I don't even have $11 million. I, I, I could g- not even imagine 11 Will I even make that in my lifetime? Probably not. Probably not. Unbelievable. Privatized prisons, (laughs) they make roughly this amount of money or more per per year per per inmate, right? So they roughly make like 27 grand per year per inmate. Mm -hmm. Privatized prisons, there aren't a lot of them in Idaho. There is one. We'll talk about it here in a minute. Mm -hmm. Privatized prisons are like money schemes. I mean, we pay them to house these prisoners and we pay them a ton of money to house these prisoners. Yeah. The longer that the prisoner is held, the more money that inmate is worth. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Which encourages people to hold them in prison longer. It encourages these prisons to extend their sentences or get them in trouble more. Because they're making money off of these inmates. That's fucked up. Yeah. Guess who owns or does business with these prisons? Politicians, politicians, state officials, because they're these prisons are lining their pockets. Yeah, yeah. Just they're lobbying for them. Mm -hmm. They're making sure they get reelected, and then in return, these politicians keep things like marijuana and drugs illegal. They pass new harsher laws that lock up more people for lesser crimes. They give them longer minimum sentences because the state is paying this these prisons to house these inmates. So the more inmates they get, the more money they make. The more money they make, the more they have to give to these politicians who are passing these laws. Oh, to put my God. Away. It is just this vicious cycle. And another part of the cycle is judges. Yep. Hundreds of judges have been caught taking bribes from private prisons. Oh, my Hundreds. God. They are taking bribes from private prisons, passing down long, long sentences to these prisoners, and then lining their pockets it's just a business transaction. That's, That's ridiculous. all this is. Yeah. That's all this is. Yep. And then in turn, the government signs contracts with these prisons. Billion with a B. Billion dollar contracts. Multi-billion dollar contracts. All of this is taxpayer money. They're paying these prisons with our money. Oh my God. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. There are countless instances of this kind of stuff happening. And that's just who's been caught doing this. That's private prisons should be illegal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. You should not be making money off of labor, like free labor. A lot of these people are in jail for one crimes they didn't commit Mm -hmm. two marijuana charges. Go cry about it. Yeah. And, and three, like 
they're being handed down 20 year sentences for carrying an eight ball of cocaine or like a bag of weed. Yeah. Who cares? Literally. Let or, people live their lives. Or forgetting to pay their taxes for a year. Yeah. Like they're going to prison for 20 years just to make the rich richer. So there is a privatized prison in Idaho. Mm-hmm. There's one. Um, it shares land with the Idaho Correctional Institution. Mm-hmm. So it's out in like Cuna Boise area. Yeah. They folk they quote focus mm-hmm. on rehabilitation for drug addicts. They did not respond to my request for information. They did not want to answer any of my questions. I had a bunch of money questions for them. Mm-hmm. They essentially told me to fuck off. Um, nice. But I know for a fact that like when it when it comes to a prison that focuses on drug, like a, a marijuana illegal state with a pri- like private prison that focuses on drug rehabilitation, yeah, it's just money laundering. Yeah, they're just laundering money. Probably like they're pushing like the state is paying them so much money because the state probably sends almost every inmate there. Yeah, if, if it's a drug charge with drug charges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh it's my just god, ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah, and like I know that a lot of people listening to this might think I'm crazy. But if you don't think that the majority of politicians take bribes, wake up. Wake up. That's what's gotten our country to this freaking disaster of a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, nothing being done by politicians is in the best interest of the country. Yeah. It is all in the best interest of them. Yeah. Period. At the end of the day, my husband says this all the time, everyone has a price. Yep. True. Everybody has a price. There is enough commas in the world to make someone say yes. That is insane. But I it's mean, true. I mean, and shit on me if you want, but like, I'm just being realistic here. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna pull out the whole holier than thou shit. Like, if someone offered me a billion dollars, I would do anything. I would do everything I need to do to ensure that I get that money and I can you, live if comfortably. If you're thinking of it in your head, I would do that. Yeah. D- no, no. Ah, I would do it for a billion dollars. <laughs> I would do it. In conclusion, I don't really have an opinion on the matter of the death penalty from a moral standpoint. Yeah. Because what these people did was awful. And I like I agree there should be some sort of repercussions. And I understand why they use the death penalty to threaten people, you know, like to take a plea agreement, those kind yeah. of things. Um, but if I had to look at it fiscally, if I had to look at it with dollar signs in my eyes, and through my life as a hardworking, tax-paying American citizen, mm-hmm. the death penalty is a fucking scam. Yeah. It's a scam. Yep. And they they weaponize and politicize it, right? Yeah, exactly. Because it's just making them money. Well, and a lot of the people that are so, like, pro-death penalty, too, like, people like me, like, earlier at the beginning of this conversation, like, have no idea the amount of money that goes into it. Yeah, the amount like, of money and time and right. resources that is wasted on that. The difference I had between no life in prison and death row is $10 million. Yep. I don't want to pay $10 million to watch someone not get killed anyway. Yeah, literally. Only three out of 40 people have actually been killed, like been executed. That's insane. So what's the point? We're just throwing this money away, bro. Like, it's sad. It's a waste. Mm-hmm. It's a huge waste. And that's my story, boo. Did I just rock your world? That's fucking insane. My mind is blown right now. I think I, yeah. Like, I, I've i never been forced to think about that before. That's insane. Yeah. I you hate enjoy it. it, though? I loved it. Yeah. But I hate it. You learned a lot? I hate you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm 
I'll sleep with one eye open tonight. God damn it, Andy. <laughs> For the Idaho Crime Squad pod, I'm Andy with an eye. And I'm Alyssa. Good night, Idaho. Good night. Idaho Crime Squad Pod is an Idaho Crime Squad production. Trademark 2022. All rights reserved.